with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. No, 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 that's how I kind of kind of view this game. Not not really. I view the, the, the last game, you know, the last team the 2020 team played was 11 days ago. Dan Mullen, I'm guessing, after the uh, Cotton Bowl in 2020, huh? Yeah, that's what he had to say after the uh, beatdown by OU. No, 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 that's how I kind of kind of view this game not not really i view the, the the last game you know the last team the 2020 team played was 11 days ago sec championship mm. game the cotton bowl did not count mm. according to dan mullen yeah well uh i hate to break it to him but that statement is incorrect it well, goes right there on his uh resume just well, like it does everyone else's hopefully he doesn't mention that at the ou football coaches clinic coming up on april 13th where he is the keynote speaker of day one of the OU Football mm. Coaches Clinic. Dan Mullen will be in town at that clinic. Uh, he'll be the keynote speaker on Thursday, April 13th. It's a two-day event. Jim Leonard, former uh, Wisconsin interim yeah. head coach, will be the keynote speaker for day two. couple of uh, uh, nice speakers there. Yeah. Good backgrounds with those guys as far as coaching, offensive and, uh, and defensive. Um, I'm guessing Coach Mullen's talk is offensively oriented and not uh media relations oriented <laughs> but don't know I, I mean we are going to the sec soon so maybe there's going to be some uh, sec guidelines on how to uh, go about things moving forward remember bowl games you always blame it on something else either you didn't care you didn't didn't matter if you were there or not or you know, I was re-watching that interview today only to get that audio clip, and there was just so much gold in there. I mean, he had to throw out – you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's bowl games getting canceled everywhere for COVID, and we absolutely had numbers that would say that we could have canceled the game. But our, our young guys really wanted to play in this game. So he was just throwing out hands like, you know, we, we didn't have to play this game. We didn't have mm. numbers here, but our young guys wanted to play, so that's why we ended up playing it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess he's talking offense and Leonard's talking defense. Boy, it was crazy, right? He went from the middle of that season, from maybe having the hottest team in college football, right, that everyone was talking about. That great Alabama team that won the national championship that year in 2020, and we talk about it sometimes. If the greatest offense we haven't seen is the 2019 LSU offense, it's the 2020 Alabama offense. And Bama still had a comfortable, you know, like two touchdown lead. It felt like most of that game, but they they only beat Florida by six that night in the SEC yeah. championship game. I mean, Flor- Florida pushed him with that really good offense they had. They went from that to moving on from him really quickly, very quickly. Yeah. What was the main? There was something. What happened? Do you remember? Um, some type of controversy mixed in with bad results can't remember exactly what are, it was. Well, are you thinking about the guy before him, Jim McElwain, no. who faked the uh, death threats and they found out about it? No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, 
was it just was it just was it just bad on the field? Is that what it was? Well, I mean, yeah, they fired him a year removed uh, after that Cotton Bowl loss in that SEC championship game appearance. Wow. They moved on from him rather quickly. The thought with Mullen is that um, he didn't like to recruit. He didn't prefer to do so. And you can't have that mentality in an SEC program, especially like Florida. Remember when I was reading off all the uh, five-star players various SEC teams have pulled recently? Mm -hmm. Georgia and Alabama had a gaudy number of five stars the past five years. Um, LSU had a good number. A&M had a good number. And Florida's had two signed five stars in the past five years. And I said at the time, geez, that's like a fireable offense. Yeah. Well, I guess it was for Dan Mullen. He did not recruit at a high level there. No, and they went – I think they went 2-9 and nine the next year after that. Um, just did not go well. Yeah, not recruiting. If you don't like recruiting, I, number one, let me say, I totally can relate with that of how you may not like recruiting. But – you cannot be at a big time program in college football if you don't like recruiting. No. It's just it's it comes with the territory. That's that's what it is. And And, and I, I think know, that's why he wanted to go to the NFL, by the way. That I mean that was yeah. a big reason. Well, and there's there's a lot of coaches that have have said a lot of that recently. I mean, Kingsbury has said kind of the same type of thing. I mean, it's it's something that's out there. Guys are like, and it's not just recruiting. There's there's way more than just recruiting. There's there's compliance. There's recruiting. There's grades. There's there's just it never ends. It's a it's a year round job with very little time away. And NFL is football. You coach football. You you work on you know it, during the off season. What are you worried about? You're worried about next year. And what you're going to do, how you're going to innovate, what are some things that you're going to add, what are you going to uh, drop. The GM, scouting department are going to handle free agency and the draft for the most part. Now, they'll, they'll, they'll give your, get your intake on, on those guys, obviously, as well. But it's just it's, it's a totally different situation. And I think with what has happened over the last handful of years in college football, it's got more coaches than ever saying, my goodness, it would be – I'll get paid less, but I think my quality of life would be so much better in the NFL. Florida just had a few coaches leave Gainesville to go to the Denver Broncos. And maybe they just thought that the step up to the NFL, like that's just what they wanted to do. I just think that you're seeing more coaches now, man, say that, well, I, I can actually coach more football if I'm in the mm -hmm. NFL compared to college football. Yeah. But you're right, man. You better love recruiting. I guess you don't have to love it, but you better be good at it if you're going to be at a big-time school. It's hard to be good at something that you don't like. <laughs> True. You know, it is. But um, it can happen. But the coaches that love it, embrace it, and feel like it's their opportunity to maybe have a leg up on the competition – those those coaches typically recruit the best players. Chris Rich on the text line says Dan Mullen made it made it public he wanted to jump to the NFL. Yeah. Sean says that he got in trouble for uh, NCAA violations. Yeah. But that bad season after the Cotton Bowl sure didn't help out. I think too much there was a him. I think there was a, a whole bunch of things kind of all thrown in together. Uh, Nine one eight. How long until college coaching looks like the NFL? Hearing people. Hiring GMs, etc. Now already, LSU just did. I believe is that what Thad's position turns into? Curious. I have no idea. I don't know what LSU has done. 
um, it makes sense. I mean, there's people on staff that help with all of those things, but in in college, the head coach is the he's the head coach, he's the GM, he's all of those things, you know, turned into one. But I I don't know. I maybe maybe they're going to start hiring a GM, but that still won't change the fact that you've got to make decisions daily on recruiting and and everything else. I mean, your head coach is always going to be involved in recruiting. Uh, Yeah, Teddy, says the text line, it's hard to work five days a week if you don't love your job. Mm. He just loves it more now that he gets a four-day work week. That's true. That's true. Quality of life. so exciting coming in here every day. Quality of life has gone through the roof. And hopefully it's – Hopefully it comes across in uh, in the shows, right? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, hopefully it does. I'm sure the text line will let us know if it doesn't. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, let's see. Way too early order of finish for the 2023 season for the SEC. Huh. They don't have the Big 12 out yet. They have the uh, Pac-12, the Big 10, and the SEC, but if they don't have the Big 12 out, I guess we'll see if it uh, happens tomorrow. No surprise at the top. 24-7 has Georgia as the best team in the SEC way too early. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I I mean, yes, I do. Kirby Smart will be the first one to tell you that they were still a young football team last year. Yeah. I, I yeah, I I I think you got to anoint Georgia as the best team in the SEC as of this point. They're going to be playing a new quarterback and I don't start talking to me about how talented their quarterbacks are. They're not going to have the experience that they've had recently. All right. Same for Alabama, by the way. Yes, that's Alabama exactly right. at two, LSU at three, Tennessee at four, South Carolina, and Spencer wow. Rattler at number five. Welcome to the show, guys. How about that? A and M at six, Kentucky at seven, Auburn all the way back at eight. It does feel like there's a pretty strong fall off after your top four, right? I'm um, or top. Maybe no, I'd say five. top four. I think Tennessee's got a chance to be pretty good this year. I do, too. I think um, – I, I thought Joe Milton looked really good to close the year off the way that he did. I think that he's uh, he's got some big-time potential next season. We'll see, though. And, you know, they've also got the young buck coming in. Uh, how do you say his name? Iyama Liava? Just call him Nico. Nico. Yeah, I, I've heard it pronounced – Ten different ways thus far. I'm just going to say Nico. Okay. And if you say Nico, I think everyone, for the most part, is going to know who you're talking about. Right. Well, man, um, I don't know. I, someone is going to have to challenge Georgia to knock them off their, their high horse. And it typically happens whenever we least expect it. So maybe that's this year. They've To win back-to-back championships is incredible. I think they're going to be definitely be in the fight, but at some point, just the law of averages is going to make it really hard to to continue the run that they're on. And and it's not just it's not just that everyone's coming for you and all those things. It's uh, just the the overall nature of the program and guys start start being a little bit looser and. You know, you can have off-the-field issues a little bit. I don't know. We'll see how they handle it. Uh, a lot could happen in a year in the sports. Yeah. We've seen it both ways. Um, you know, Missouri, once they entered into the SEC, I don't think they could have picked a more perfect time to do so. 
you know, they, they go to what, back-to-back SEC championship games in year two or year three. They haven't necessarily capitalized off that, and they've, like, in this poll right here, 24-7 thinks that they're going to be worse than Vanderbilt this year. They, they picked them last in the SEC right now. So they had some initial success because they got in into the league at the right time. Tennessee was floundering around. Florida didn't have very good teams. Georgia was kind of at the tail end of the Mark Richt era. Yeah. Um, that's not going to be the case for OU going into this conference. The dynamic's going to be different, obviously, because of the no divisions, but Georgia is the best program in the sport, and I don't, I don't think that's going to change in a year's time. We know Alabama's not going anywhere. One, because they have Nick Saban, and two, they just had the second-highest-ranked recruiting class of all time. Bama's here to stay. I kind of like what LSU's doing with Brian Kelly. How about you? You know, I, I think that they're going to be consistently really good. Uh, I'm going to guess we both feel the same way about Josh Heupel as well. Shane Beamer is turning in historic recruiting classes for South Carolina. I'm not saying I'm scared of the SEC. All I'm saying is like, OU's going to have to earn it. They're not going to, you know, just walk into this league and find themselves in a bad division and be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. The, I mean, the SEC really is stacked right now. Yep. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. And I don't know. I think there's some some programs that are in interesting areas. Uh, obviously, Tennessee's in an interesting area. South Carolina is in an interesting area. I, I'm – is that – do you think – do you think they have them rated too high, South Carolina? I initially thought yes, but when I look at the teams behind, behind them, them yeah. I mean, a- A&M is right behind them. Uh, South Carolina was much better than A&M was a year ago. Kentucky, I mean, maybe there's one that you They're could say. They're going to be working a new quarterback, new quarterback in. in. That's going to be tough for them. Auburn, I, I'm not super optimistic on them. And then Ole Miss, they, they've got to replace a lot too. So, yeah, initially I thought, wow, five is a little too aggressive. But yeah. looking at it now, I think that's probably right. Boy, Arkansas is – They lost uh, a lot of momentum, haven't they? Yeah. They, are, they have fallen off the uh, rails, according to most people, and – Lost a lot of momentum, but they got their their big QB coming back. KJ Jefferson, yeah, who wasn't healthy most of the year last year, and he's 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 an absolute stud. They lost their offensive coordinator. We'll see how they uh, how they move on from that, what they do stylistically. But um, yeah, interesting. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see in like the first way too early poll uh, a year from now, like where. OU is thought of uh, heading into that season amongst the SEC. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, and obviously this year is going to have a whole lot to, to do with that. And I made the comment to you a few weeks ago. I, I said, you know, with year two, the way last year went, this was always going to be an important year. But with this schedule and going into the SEC in 24, I mean, it is massive, man, that you at least win double-digit games. So we look at that from the OU side of things. I don't think it's much different from te- for Texas. Like yeah. they were better than OU last year, sure, but they were still what an eight-win team a year ago. Is that right? Just an eight-win team a year ago. Yeah. <sighs> so what happens next year? I, I mean, that's going to large. Like that, that's going to be what what we think of OU going to the SEC. Same thing for Texas too. They they've got to have a massive year as well. That can't be right. It is. I'm pretty sure it's right. They were just an eight-win team. Eight and five. Yep. That is incredible that we had the worst season we've had in 25 years 
and two wins behind them. They had what everyone would consider to be a really strong season. Or, I mean, they were a team that was relevant. And I guess what they ended in the top twenty-five, and they had two more wins than that's, us. That's that's what I just I, I don't get. Like I don't like they're they always get hype in the off season. We know that, but this time there's this perception that well they're really going to build off the strong season they had last year. What what strong season? What am I missing? Not that strong. I mean, are people still giving them credit for playing Alabama close last year? We yeah. saw that that wasn't some great Alabama team a year ago. They actually are. I um, I talked to a, a Texas fan recently, and, you know, that's one of the first things that he mentioned is, you know, how close they were to beating Alabama early in the year. And Jeez. You know, so I – yeah. That tells you about the whole mentality down there. like it. I, and you know what? I guess I could see it if Alabama goes on and wins the national championship. They didn't even make the playoff last year. They, Teddy, if you they go fired. On they let go of both of their OC and DCs last year. Like, Bama fans are freaking out about what happened. I'm, but, okay, forget the result on Alabama because they, they're, that's still, they're still looked at as, as the standard. Like, but I could understand if Texas was just close to winning the Big 12 and make, maybe making a playoff and, you know, gosh, you had you had Alabama beat. Maybe that was the difference of, of really turning it into uh, a special season. But it wasn't. You're 8-5. and five. Got beat in the bowl game handily by – who was it, Washington? Washington, yeah. yeah. They kind of they put it on them. Put it on them, and and that's why uh, you can't judge everything from the bowl game. But that's why I'm just not high on them going into this year because that's the first time that we've seen them without Bijan Robinson and Quinn Ewers had to be the star of that offense, and we saw what it looked like without Bijan Robinson. wasn't good. wasn't good. But wasn't I, good enough. I've told you, and maybe I'm alone in this, but I do expect Ewers to be quite a bit better next year he better be and you know his numbers from that game are I know how it looked and it didn't look good late but he was 31 of 47 for 369 against a a good Washington team so I mean that is something but the inability to run the football I mean that was the real story for Texas in that game and it it was 27-20 but it didn't feel like it was that close at all. I mean, all. he just had some total duds last year. That game at OSU uh, last year where OSU was super beat up, that was a total dud by Quinn Ewers. Um, they threw out a dud against TCU at home in that big night game in Austin. No offense. And they had three – well, they lost 17-10, but their only touchdown they scored was that scoop and score fumble late, late in the game. Yeah. They did nothing offensively that, against TCU. That game was – like that's another one where it looks way closer than it was. Like that game, TCU's defense was totally in control of that football game. Yeah, he was seventeen to thirty nine in that game, Whew. under fifty under fifty percent completions uh, through a pick. Um, and it was another game where even with Bijan Robinson out there, they couldn't run the ball. Bijan had twelve carries for twenty nine. Sean points out Sarkeesian is thirteen and twelve at Texas, but yeah, they're back. Yeah. That's crazy. Huge year for them coming up. Texas ran the ball 22 times for 28 yards against Texas Christian University. Mm. 
Ouch. How many yards – I'm not comparing Georgia and Texas, and that's not a fair comparison. I'm just wondering how many yards Georgia had against TCU after <laughs> running it 22 times. I don't know, but Michigan didn't have any. They, they stoned yeah. Michigan pretty good. Well, the first play of the game, Michigan uh, popped that big run, tried to get cute, and then – Ball game got changed from there. That was kind of it at that point. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Huge Silverado selection good. And our best deals every day good. Like up to $6,500 off MSRP on select 2022 Silverados with a 2.7 liter engine. And $2,500 off MSRP on the new 2023 Malibu. So let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. Well-qualified buyers, WAC. Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Hey, it's Chris Plank, and when I'm not calling games for the two-time defending national champion OU softball team, you can hear Josh Helmer and myself talk about him weekdays, 9 to noon, on The Plank Show. Plus, be sure to listen and subscribe to the Diamond Envy Podcast. That's the ref's OU softball podcast, hosted by Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy drops twice weekly with great guests and the latest softball information. Diamond Envy is brought to you by Cavens Maintenance Group. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. At the Carlstone, retirement is whatever you want it to be. Our 55-plus living community has a little bit of everything, from an incredible workout facility, a spa, to game and movie rooms, and even full-service dining. With our professional and caring staff members, you can rest easy knowing your loved ones are well taken care of. Call or visit us online today and start living the good life at the Carlstone. Parents, do you want your teen to be a safe driver? Enroll them today in Oklahoma's free online Work Zone Safe course for teen drivers at www.workzonesafe.com. Your teen will learn to be a safe driver in a work zone and be eligible to win scholarships, sports tickets, and more. Visit www.workzonesafe.com to learn more and enroll your teen today. Workzonesafe.com. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. 
Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. We're inside the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studio today. We just talked about the way too early projections for the SEC by 24-7. They don't have the Big 12. Would you like to offer up a day, uh, top four or top five of what you think the Big 12 is going to look like? Oh, my gosh. I know. it's This is the toughest year to, to, to do this. No, I would not like to do that. Okay. Oh, who do you think? Uh, oh, it's just on me now? Okay. Well, in no oh, order. Okay, uh, no particular order. Um, top four or top five? What do you want? Uh, top four. Okay. I guess I'll throw I'll throw Baylor in there. I may be totally off on that. I, I guess I just expect a big bounce back year from them. Yeah. I'll throw OU in there. Okay. Bounce back year from them. Oh, gosh. I've got OU, Texas, Kansas State, and Baylor. Oh, I thought you weren't going to do it. Well, I just, I mean, I don't know. OU, Baylor, I, Kansas State, and Texas. That's what you had? Yeah. That's probably where I was going to go. I had Tech written down, and I'm just wondering if I'm way too high on Tech. I'm I'm high on Tech. My worry with them is they lost a ton of experience. They had defensively last year, I think 10 of 11 guys were seniors on that on that defense, and they've lost – all of those guys. There was some uh, stat that ESPN did today. It was basically – I don't remember how they were phrased it. It was how lucky did you get last year with the bounces? Like when fumbles – like how many – what percent of fumbles did you recovery? They're saying that a lot of that has to do with luck and how the ball bounces. And judging by their metric, USC was like the luckiest defense in all of college football last year, which it sure felt like at the first half of the year. But I, Tech was pretty high on that list as well in yeah. terms of, uh, you know, there was a lot of footballs Lucky that bounced bounces. their way. Yeah. Well, well, Tech is, you know, I, I think that they've got some good things going. I like uh, McGuire. They're recruiting well for, for Tech standards. And I think there's positive things in the future for Texas Tech, but – I just I think this year may be a little bit reversion to the mean for them, um, but I, I guess it still wouldn't shock me if they go out and continue to perform well. But there were set- USC, I I totally get that with them, and they may be actually a better team next year than they were this year and have a far worse record. I I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, I guess last year seven of 131 FBS teams covered at least. 65% of all fumbles. And it says they probably won't do that again in 2023. USC recovered 74.1% of the fumbles. That's plus six and a half recoveries over the expected uh, number. Or over the average number, I guess. Let me read that again because I didn't really catch it on the first time and I had to, I had to reread that. Last season, 
Seven teams out of all 131 FBS teams recovered at least 65% of all the fumbles. Yep. That is an insane statistic. Wow. And USC was the highest. 74.1% of all the fumbles uh, they recovered. That's wow. very lucky. Man. Texas Tech was at number six. They were one of the seven teams as well. 66.7%. Yeah. And, I mean, you can be – some of it has to be – I don't, I don't know. I don't see a whole lot of good defenses on this list, do you? USC, East Carolina, no. Northern Illinois, Florida Duke, Tech, Georgia Tech. I mean, good teams make their own luck, but sometimes it does matter, like, which way the ball bounces. I guess – I mean, the other option I would throw out there is, like, maybe they have a quarterback that fumbles the ball a ton and picks it up, you know. That's just – that's crazy that you had – that like USC seventy four percent. That's a massive edge. Unlucky teams last year. Texas was in that uh, bottom tier. So they just TCU? recovered uh, TCU. Both they were both thirty three point three percent, and they had uh, they had much different seasons. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to to really put a you know you, turnovers. All those things that you preach. Some of it just does come down to luck. I mean, it's hard to practice it. You practice fumble recoveries, but it's almost a waste of time spending yeah. time on practicing how to recover fumbles. Yeah, so back back to the original question. I'll go with your original four. Um, Baylor, o, no particular order. Baylor, OU, Kansas State, and Texas. I thought hard about Tech. Doesn't sound like we thought too much about TCU, which is interesting. They were just in the national championship game last year. I know. But you know what I believe, and I I say it every single offseason. I said it last year with Baylor. It's if you're not used to dealing with expectations, that's a it's a big deal, man. Yeah. And TCU, they have expectations now that they haven't had in a long time, maybe ever. Yeah. And I I expect like I think that that's definitely going to be a factor for them. Is it's going to be way more difficult to creep up on anyone. I mean, it took until well, well past the halfway point last year before a lot of people started to notice what TCU was doing. That's not going to happen this year. Everyone's going to have their best ready and waiting on TCU. But uh, to me, that's a smaller factor than the players that they lost and that they have to replace. Sure. I mean, that, to me, that's They lost just a the... Davey O'Brien Award winner and a Thorpe Award winner. And for any team in college football, that's, that's, that's tough to replace, but – TCU, you just don't you just don't replace those guys, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. They also lost what I believe is maybe the best wide receiver in the country, or one of them. Going to be a first round pick um, by every projection. You know, they lost one of their running backs. Um, they lost, uh, you know, some really good defensive players outside of the Thorpe Award winner, and I just don't know how how ready they are to replace that. And they'll replace some of that, but. I don't know. I think there could be a big fall off. Also, it doesn't sound like we really thought too hard about any of the new teams in the Big 12 finishing in the top four. There's just so much unknown there. If I had to say that one team or one of those teams was going to, I guess I'd say UCF. They seem like they're the the team that's most ready to come in and compete right away. Nine wins last year? Is, uh, that, right? I, is that right? That Yeah, I think that may be right. Well, they played in the uh, they played their conference championship game, didn't they, against Tulane, Tulane yeah. in, in lost? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I it wouldn't um, wouldn't surprise me if they made. Um, didn't we look at their schedule and it's brutally hard? UCFs. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the thing with UCF schedule is 
they like on the road three weeks in a row or they, three out of four they, weeks? Yeah, they got they got uh, they got screwed by the Big Twelve. Like BYU gets the Oklahoma game, Cincinnati gets the Oklahoma game, um, Houston gets the Texas game. They those three newbies have marquee home game opponents, and UCF doesn't get OU or Texas at home. Um, I, it felt like their marquee home game was maybe like Baylor or Oklahoma State, something Baylor, like that. Yeah. Baylor's their marquee home game. They do have Oklahoma State again. Their home games are Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Houston. Um, road games in conference, Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Tech. So that's that's a tough slate, man. Um that, and there's an adjustment period, I think, for any team yeah. going into a new conference. But certainly, UCF, a step up in competition, that's um, that that's going to be difficult. When you compare it to last year, you know, they played Tulane twice. Um, beat him the first time, right? Uh, yes, 38-31 did beat him the first time. But uh, leading up to that, I mean, they just they, – they were at Florida Atlantic. At East Carolina, and they lost that game. At Memphis, at Tulane, at South Florida, like all of those games are, like at Kansas State is, like far more difficult than any of those games. Yeah. Text line, uh, Ladonna from Lubbock. She's a loyal listener, mm-hmm. and I feel like she uh, she listens, she interacts. But if we say anything even remotely positive about Texas Tech or the city of Lubbock, she gets on to us. LaDonna from Lubbock says, y'all are wearing me out talking up tech. I hope they crash and burn. <laughs> they may crash and burn. And I, I do think they're, they're going to maybe their, uh, their ascension is going to slow down a little bit this year. But I do think that they've got some potential in the future. 405, talking about TCU, they also lost Garrett Riley. Yeah, I, I tend point. to think they got a pretty good offensive coordinator, though, uh, coming in. Picked up the Bryles kid from Arkansas as the offensive coordinator. Um, so they'll be in good hands. I mean, he's had really good numbers everywhere that he's been. But, yeah, I mean, you just – you lose some of that momentum. And, you know, the players have to learn and, and deal with the new offense. This will be second year in a row. Be interesting to see what they do language-wise. And is he bringing in his full, full-on full offense or is he going to kind of marry it up a little bit with, with – um, some of Sonny Dyke stuff that they've done in the past, I don't know. We'll 918, great point, maybe the point. Difference with TCU is that they already had your quarterback knocked out of the game for two quarters before they started getting unlucky. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, part of the unluckiness is like um, like the officials after you killed the other team's quarterback. It's like, okay, we've, yeah. we've got to uh, we've got to swing the pendulum back a little bit. 539, I will be a veteran buried at Fort Gibson. I appreciate Teddy's support for veterans. Matt from Dewey. Well, we appreciate your service. Thank you for your service. It's a bit too early to be talking about where you're going to be buried, but uh, still, we appreciate you, and um, that's a that's a really cool place. If you guys haven't seen that and you're into that kind of thing, they've had some really really cool upgrades. That facility, it's um, it's a sight to see. I used to go there, Tyler, whenever I was in the Boy Scouts as a as a little kid. And put the flags wow. by all of the uh, the gravestones is really cool. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 
at 405-651-3439. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career with guaranteed growth potential. We offer sign-on bonuses, excellent benefits, and fast-track training. Our goal is to help you succeed. Call Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman or go to LandersCDJRNorman.com today. You're simply this March, the best place to play is here at Riverwind. Because we're OKC's number one casino experience. And with over 2,800 of your favorite games. Plus the best atmosphere and service. Riverwind really is your best place to play. Because you won't find better than number one. Don't miss your chance to catch the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners softball team this spring. The Omni Hall of Fame Classic Tournament at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC will take place March 17th through the 19th. Tickets start at just $20 and are available now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yo, that's crazy. From Norman to Lawton, Clinton, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and beyond. That's a lot of potatoes. And when you're away, never miss a second with a KREF app. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Search KREF in the App Store on your favorite device. All the Sooner coverage you want, when you need it, with the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The new and improved mobile app and online banking platform is now available at OU Federal Credit Union. Register for access by clicking New to Online Banking at OUFCU.com or the OUFCU mobile app. Experience enhanced features such as email and text message alerts, single sign-on functionality for all features, internal and external transfers, and more. That's all from OU Federal Credit Union, 2000 West Lindsay, OUFCU.com, or call 405-325-2211 today. At the Carlstone, retirement is whatever you want it to be. Our 55-plus living community has a little bit of everything, from an incredible workout facility, a spa, to game and movie rooms, and even full-service dining. With our professional and caring staff members, you can rest easy knowing your loved ones are well taken care of. Call or visit us online today and start living the good life at the Carlstone. How was your drive to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. 
you will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you. West Yalagosny is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at WIG. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every single turn. West Yalagosny Law, 405 800 8080. 405 Let's get to it. Story number one is just a couple of quick things today. Um, I saw this from uh, Baseball History on Twitter, and I thought it's interesting. Not necessarily. Um, Recent, but it's interesting. Prince Fielder and Cecil Fielder in their careers both had 97 two-out home runs. Mm. Both had 49 fourth-inning home runs. Mm. Both had 29 fifth-inning home runs. Both had 18 ninth-inning home runs. And both ended their careers with 319 total home runs. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Father and son. Yeah. That many um, similarities. They didn't talk for a while. I, I don't know if they repaired that relationship or not. I have no idea. But, yeah, I mean, they look like each other as, as players, and it's kind of sad that they don't – at least they didn't talk to each other. Yeah, I guess uh, Cecil Fielder got into some serious gambling issues. and Yeah, but I, I thought that those numbers were unique and interesting. I thought this was uh, – you don't wish injury on anyone, but you do take note and maybe chuckle a little bit after the fact whenever it's happened. I, in the same day, LeBron James vowed that he was going to play every single game the rest of the season, and then he got hurt, and he'll be reevaluated in two weeks to see if he can get back on the court. So uh, pretty typical there from old LeBron. Um, and then, you know, we talked about this, the rules, proposals for shortening college football games. Well, that committee is actually, is actually uh, meeting right now. Yep. So they're meeting right now, the rules committee and uh, competition committee are meeting jointly this week. And uh, the rules committee is expected to make public on Friday any proposed changes that ultimately have to be approved by the Playing Rules Oversight Panel in April. So, what's your guess? Um, I think they're they're all going to be approved now. Even the the last one? I don't think that the I don't think the uh, incompletions clock run on incompletions is making it. Okay, I don't think it good. made it here. Oof. So here's the ones that are left uh, under consideration. Running clock after first down is awarded, except in the last two minutes of either half. Okay. Eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive timeouts. Yeah, that, that's that's fine. And carrying over any fouls to the next period instead of finishing you won't even with notice, an You won't down. even notice that one. Won't right. even notice that one. Not a big deal. That's right. So those are the three rule changes that are left uh, to be considered. So I actually think all of them are going to pass. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Their guess, deciding player safety is the reason for all these. So yes, I, I bet they're going to. Um, the guess, the estimates say that. Um, if all of those rules are adopted, the games should shorten by an average of seven to eight minutes and eight plays, which uh, games have been averaging 180 plays and lasting three hours and 21 minutes. Um, you know, that is a significant number. If it is eight plays a game, you know, through 
through um, you know twelve games in a season, that that ends up being nearly a hundred snaps. So that is a, a fairly significant amount. All right, I got a few here. First, uh, some people are mad at Cal and their football program for what they didn't do this time around. If you didn't know, Memorial Stadium in Berkeley. Yeah. It's actually built directly atop the Hayward Fault, which is a member of the San Andreas Fault System, which forms the boundary between the North American and the Pacific tectonic plates. Mm-hmm. Their stadium is built directly on top of a uh, fault line that's yeah. there, which is interesting. And in the old turf, and before they did the stadium renovations, they used to have a line in the turf that you could see exactly where the fault line is. But it looks like they got some new turf at the Stadium Memorial Stadium, and they didn't recreate that. Come they didn't on. recreate where the fault line is in the stadium. And some people are saying, what are you doing? It's one of the things that made you unique. It's one of the more unique things that you've seen in college football. And college football is all about being unique, right? That's yeah. that's a missed opportunity for Cal, in uh, my opinion. Uh, go back and spray paint it on yeah, there, I guess. Um, somewhat connected. And I don't know – necessarily that these are real but i've seen a bunch of pictures and they seem to be somewhat viral we saw you know of that big earthquake that happened in turkey right yeah did you see essentially the grand canyon that that left in no, the ground I did not. it is unbelievable. Scary. yeah it's like several hundred yards wide and several hundred yards deep Jeez. it's it looks like a literal uh, Grand Canyon right in the middle of Turkey now. It's crazy. Here's a name you haven't thought of in about four years. Bob Diaco. He was yeah. just added to LSU staff as an analyst. Now, about that? remember, these off-the-field analysts before, they couldn't legally coach on the field during practice, but it sounds like they were still coaching on the field during practice. Right. However, now it's 100% legal. He will be an analyst with LSU and that led us to uh, name off just some random OU assistant coaches from the past. Mm. I threw out Steve Spurrier Jr., yeah. James Patton, and Bruce Kittle. How do you think that is for a trio of uh, random OU assistant coaches from the past? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Boy, old, old Diaco took over as uh, – did he – what did he coach – didn't he take over as a spot at one point in the season? Yeah, he was like uh, with the linebackers, I think. Is that did, right? Did he take over for Mike at linebackers when Maybe he was outside fired? Outside backers, I or think something? he was outside backers after Mike got right. fired during the middle of the year. Yeah, yeah. okay. He was the uh, head coach at UConn at one point, a Broyles Award-winning defensive coordinator in 2012 at Notre Dame, the DC at Nebraska, and yes, he was at Oklahoma for a uh, very short time as well. So now he's at Louisiana State, huh? Mm. Interesting. Uh, Mark Emmert, his last day is today at the NCAA after mm. 12 years. No one is uh, unceremonious. No one's crying departure, in their beer huh? over that one. 12 years ago today, Sterling Shepard committed to the University of huh. Oklahoma. How about that? I'd say that was a pretty good, pretty good get, huh? Man, he's had some injury troubles in the National Football League recently. What he had the Achilles. And then, what was it, ACL? Was that this year whenever he was just non-contact, right? I think so. Brutal. Hopefully he gets back, it, gets healthy. It, uh, it doesn't feel like he's aged at all from his freshman year at yeah. OU to, to do what he looks like today. Now, the dude is like, he, he's, he's well put together. I mean, he, he looks buff, he looks big, but he, he just looks the exact same in the face. It's funny. Yep. 
Um, God, what a player, man. Was an absolute stud here. Not he, the biggest guy, but if you needed someone to go get a deep ball, if you needed someone to go get a fade, he, he could do it all. Clutch. He didn't have the body type of a complete wide receiver, but he was absolutely a complete wide receiver at OU. Man, he caught everything for us for a couple of years there. Incredible. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Huge Silverado selection good. And our best deals every day good. Like up to $6,500 off MSRP on select 2022 Silverados with a 2.7 liter engine. And $2,500 off MSRP on the new 2023 Malibu. So let us show you just how good your experience can be at Lander Chevrolet of Norman and LanderChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. Well-qualified buyers, WAC. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. Attention all Sooner fans, don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 Oklahoma football season today. Season tickets start at $400, and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash commit23. That's Soonersports.com slash commit23. Or contact the OU Athletic Ticket Office by phone at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner. More Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about More Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Caring for an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman, we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse, medication assistance, emergency call system, along with housekeeping and laundry services. Come tour our beautiful community. Call 405-292-9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com. We want to help your family so you can be part of ours. I'm State Farm Agent Julia Chu, and you already know our office is a place to turn for your insurance and financial needs. Now that place has changed to 701 Wall Street. While the location may have changed, the commitment of our team is as strong as ever. So whether you already know us or want the one-of-a-kind service offered by the Julia Chu Agency, call us at 329-3311 or come visit at our new location, 701 Wall Street, right on the corner of Boardwalk and Wall Street in Norman. 
first impressions are everything. That's why your lawn deserves the quality cut of a Kubota Zero Turn. Shop Great Plains Kubota for the speed, agility, and simplicity you require from a mower for a trophy-worthy lawn. At Great Plains Kubota, you'll get the competitive price you need and the excellent Kubota service you deserve. With annual service specials, including free blades, it's a no-brainer to shop the brand that serves. Visit our showrooms today or online at greatplainskubota.com. Again, greatplainskubota.com. I know this sounds crazy, but at First Liberty Bank in Norman, we answer the phone. Yes, we're serious, and we provide personal face-to-face customer service when you need it. Go ahead and try it. Call us at 405-561-0300. We'll promptly answer the phone, and you'll hear us say, Welcome to First Liberty Bank. How may I help you? Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Bank like a champion today at First Liberty Bank. I had an important job, and it wasn't just a job, it was keeping my brothers and sisters safe. And coming back, it felt like kind of thrown away. If it hadn't been for Wounded Warrior Project, I honestly don't know if I would be here. It was like, I got my family back again. We all felt the connection, like that brother and sisterhood. See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Donna by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. Being from Oklahoma, I know a thing or two about natural disasters. Tornadoes are common where I'm from and have affected my life and the lives of people I care about. No matter where you live, be aware of the dangers in your area and have a plan. You can create an emergency kit, come up with an evacuation plan, and know where to seek shelter. You never know when a disaster may hit. These simple steps can help save a life. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Inside of the Buffalo Wild Wings studio on this Tuesday, it is the rush on the ref. And always comes back to Muleshoe on the text line, I'm telling you. Did Muleshoe realize he moved to the wrong side of the San Andreas Faults? That's on there. And uh, not everyone is a big fan of the, uh, the new proposed rule changes. These rule changes aren't huge, but they're stupid. Which nerd in, admi- in administration thinks it's a good idea to have less football during football games? Um... <laughs> has nothing to do with anyone in the administration has nothing to do with player safety has everything to do with TV windows. That's it. Yep. And maybe I guess maybe they can there. Cause there's going to be a, a small group of people that try and get really loud about, the extended playoff and how these players are playing more games, even though it's only going to be two or four teams that are playing more games, um, they can look back and say, well, look at these measures that we've taken to to try and take away the amount of snaps that they play in a crew over an entire season. By the way, uh, congratulations. I'm looking at a graphic right now. It says some of the worst P5 blowouts this century – so worst blowouts in college football history, or at least here recently, Power mm-hmm. Five amongst Power Five. Michigan beat Rutgers seventy-eight nothing in twenty sixteen, but number two is uh, Oklahoma seventy-seven, A and M zero in two thousand and three. Congrats, A and M. I know you're glad that that uh, was a story that someone decided to put out. Actually, you were a part of uh, two of them. 
77-0 over A&M, and in the exact same year, 65-13 over Texas, which is on this list. Sorry, Texas. Uh, State of Texas making a big showing in this. 2008, USC beat uh, Washington State 69-0. It was a nice, nice. win I by see the a leech. That was, <laughs> well, no, he wasn't there yet, was he? Uh, 08, no, he was not. Uh, 05, Texas beat Colorado 70-3 to in the Big 12 championship Dang. game. That was kind of the beginning of it for Colorado, wasn't it? Uh, the beginning of the decline? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was. Texas Tech beat Nebraska in 2004. Think that. In 2001, you guys played Nebraska in a one versus two matchup or one versus three, whatever it was. They played in the Natty that year. 2004, they found themselves getting beat by Texas Tech, 69 to seven. Okay, there you go, There's Leach, Leach. Yeah. putting up 69. Well, let's just take a knee here on this <laughs> extra point. Uh, more like it that he, uh, yeah, didn't di- either didn't kick the extra point or uh, punched one in late to get there. Yeah, two, <laughs> go two, just go for two. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next.